I gotta stop going oigie goigie for an uh sound because oigie goigie uh, for where I'm taking it from is a blowjob sound. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Oigie goigie goigie. Those are good. Those are really good. <laughs> Uh, you know, I imagine I imagine that voiceover in all of porn now. It's like that that episode of uh, Toast of London where uh, he and uh, uh, what's his face had to make the sex sound. Yeah, and then had to do the the wet kissing sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I was watching this Rooster Teeth show called Last Laugh, um, where the whole point of it is is that um, <coughs> all these uh, like hosts, all these people from different Rooster Teeth properties are locked in a room together, and they've got to try to make the other people laugh. And if you laugh, you lose a point. If you lose three points, you're out. Okay. Um, so it's just a, it's just a lot of people, uh, especially right at the beginning, doing like really funny bits to just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. Uh, but in this season, there was a boyfriend and girlfriend, and they just did the fucking just weirdest kiss, where it was basically like 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 the mouth sounds you were making, but <laughs> then people actually kissed, and they're just like. Then he got her out of the game by there was a um, sudden death round where if, if you laugh you're out no matter what oh. and he just walked up to her and he's just like pee pee poo poo <laughs> and just immediately got her he's like I'm sorry <laughs> but it's just like yeah it's fun when you when when you're on the same level as someone and you know you got, just like well, yeah if you've got inside jokes with someone that's a whole nother game well it well, it it didn't even seem like it was an inside joke he was just like. I know if I say this, this will probably work. This is this is some dumb shit. I mean, that's yeah. I suppose it's not really, but yeah. It's... I'm Meryl. And I'm Eric. And we're back in the... I... Well, I don't remember what we called the first one. I do. Uh, we're back on the island here with another tribal council. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, we're keeping all that in. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we're back to talk more about Survivor. And by we, I mean Eric is here to talk more about yeah, yeah, I'm sure you'll have a couple. I mean, you've sat in for a good handful of episodes randomly around the uh, around I, through the loop. I so. can talk generally about Survivor. You got you got some general knowledge, but yeah, it's uh, I don't like remember people's names. Yeah, and you know what? At this point, it's getting tough because today marks what is today ten week. Today is ten weeks since you started since I've started uh, having Paramount Plus in general so 
I I think Survivor happened night one. I don't. I think I'm pretty sure I started watching night one. So it's been ten weeks in, and I'm in the middle of ep- or season thirty seven at this point. Mm. So my goal. What, my, what season is airing right now? Forty one. Okay. So my goal. My done. goal was. My goal though was to make it by today. So I am currently a little bit. The last three weeks I've gone really slowly because I don't know. I have. It's been. Tough. And I've had other, I've had other stuff going on, and you hit slumps. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a. I'm almost. Which what, what do you mean though, you haven't been investing all of your time into but watching? But it's sad TV. because these are also arguably some of the best seasons happening right now that I've been watching. So so you've been wasting all your previous time when you should be focusing. But now. my brain is just getting so. I think I'm at like episode five forty or five fifty at this point. So I'm. There's so much. I've been, I've been I've been watching a lot of Survivor and a lot of people and a lot of stuff is mashed together. Like I mean, we when we did the first episode, I was in the middle of season seven, I believe. So we were talking about yeah, the first six, and since that point, it's I mean the game has changed. Obviously, so did you quite a bit? Did you rewatch Brains versus Bronze versus Beauty? Yes. Yeah, I watched that one twice. Okay. And uh, what was good about watching it the second time was that all of the references that I just went over my head and didn't realize were being made all made sense the Mm -hmm. second time around. And you have a much... You understood the context. You understand the context and you appreciate the gameplay differences a lot more and the risks in playing certain ways because other people in the past have done it already and Mm -hmm. people will look at you a certain way for doing specific things and i don't know i want what would you say would be like the like the weirdest strategy to go about like like the weird (sighs) what's been the weirdest successful strategy i guess the weirdest successful strategy I mean, aside from early strategies where people who arguably didn't do much still made it to the end and won, Vesepia from Season 4 was a good I, example I would say, of that. I would say um, early Survivor is a much different game than old. Yeah, no, if Season is 1 through Survivor. 10, having non-hidden immunity idols are in their kind of own boat. Um, but oh, yeah, still had, they, don't, they don't... But they didn't bring in immunity. Yeah, immunity idols were 11. 11. 11. Yeah. Okay. But the first 10 seasons didn't have them. Um, and years, then when you get into like the 20s, I believe, is. Oh, they had Exile Island, I think, in the teens, maybe. Yeah. And then, I remember that. Uh, they brought on Redemption Island in the 20s, and that had really mixed reviews. What, okay, what so, is the difference between I don't know. I Exile can't, I, and Redemption? Your original, your original question, though, was what's the weirdest strategy? But yeah. uh, I kind of devolved from that. But the it's a, I guess, just playing a completely strategy-less game and hoping to get to the end because nobody's going to, by the final tribal council, if you can still swing votes by not talking to people and just playing a physical game the entire time, then you've pulled off a miracle. Yeah. That is the... You, uh, That's... That, that, people that is, will... Even if you're... A, like, there's a lot of things people will be repellent towards during the game, but if you make it to the end, they'll be like, shit, you made it to the end as a power couple, you made it to the end as whatever... Mm-hmm. And I gotta respect that. Like I, I don't see that flopping so well for somebody who just wins all the immunity challenges and doesn't talk to a single person the entire game, or at least the second half. Yeah. 
without the cloak of team challenges in the first half of the game. I always forget about the the strategy with uh, tribal with the, with the, with the, or with the final uh, with the final jury where you've got to think about. And now that they, now the final jury thing has changed in these seasons. A couple seasons ago, it's now the group the group uh, discussion versus individual questions where each one used to come up and mm-hmm. drill them personally. Now it's group that, discussion based on the outwit, outlast, outplay It ideas. seems like they... Did they stop doing that because a lot of people were kind of using their individual time as just basically a time to be like, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool. Kind of, and a lot... I don't know. I think between that it was just Jeff, when Jeff became producer in... The, I want to say mid to late 20s, um, you definitely saw the gameplay change where he's kind of trying to up the ante all the time, but just introducing new things constantly. And I think mm-hmm. it was just that was one of the few things that hadn't been changed <coughs> at I any f- point, and it still was fair well, game, it, too. There is an argument to be made that that you do need to change things up on it from time to yeah, time. Yeah, you don't want to become too predictable, and especially when... In that in that format of discussion, it had created a lot of final tribal votes where two people would get all the votes and one person would have j- just sat there not getting talked to the entire time. Because yeah. everybody would be like, all right, you two played games, but we don't respect you at all. So we're just going to avoid you. Thanks for sitting up there. Now some real questions for you two. And then they'd get no votes. And the other two would win through it. And I think that was kind of a destructive format when they brought it onto the three-person mm-hmm. type thing. Oh, yeah. I was bring a goat along. And, and it wasn't always uh, it wasn't always a three-person tribal. Right? No, it was started at two. And somewhere in the earlier side of the... It was, I feel like it was late single digits. They mm-hmm. flipped that around. And then it started becoming unpredictable. And they, they flopped between the two. Same with when they go to jury, or when they go to merges, and when the jury starts, and it's still pretty much consistently like eight to ten people on the jury, though. Okay. Um, yeah, no, there's been, there's been a bunch of shit. Um, some players that were worthwhile, though, um, there was obviously Russell Hance that had his, uh, three or four seasons where he just kind of was the... One of the more devious villains on the show. He pitted a lot of, uh, he was a good liar. He'd just hmm. get people onto his lies. He would he would hide stuff at, from camp, you know, he'd go, like, bury the machete and dump stuff at night and hide people's shit. And he hmm. was he was a general schemer. And he, he found, like, two, three idols every season he was in. He would just find idols like crazy because... Hmm. He was unapologetic about walk, being seen walking around and looking for him. So right when he'd get to camp every time, it'd become immediately just go walk out in the woods. and Because yeah. if you find it, it doesn't fucking matter then. For one tribal. But then once you have to spend it, you're kind of shit out of luck. If the, if the focus is still on you by that point. Yeah. Um, but other than him, there was also... Uh, uh, like Boston Rob came in uh, from season four and then had plenty more. He's the most, I think he had more seasons than anybody else in Survivor. Um, 
But he's played a lot of all-star seasons and finally won in, I think it was Redemption Island. Hmm. Boston Rob's uh, another villain? He's, question, I would call him a neutral. He's, he's what he is. I don't know. An anti-hero? It depends on how, how he's feeling that, at that point. Like, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to, he's been, I've seen the, him be both. You've seen Some him. of the stuff I've seen with Boston Rob seems like he's a douchebag. Yeah, but... I don't know. He seems like a nice enough dude. Mm-hmm. He's probably, you know, ni- no, I'm sure he's nice to his his friends and shit. But now that he's, you know, a multimillionaire with his winner with his winner wife. Oh yeah. Oh, his wife won, but he. Didn't... Yeah, she won. No, she won season eight, and they were like power couple, and then. They 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 ran to the end and then became the two finalists and she ended up winning but he won the car or whatever and then also gave her one of the cars because he got to give somebody else a car. <laughs> oh, yeah, they used to unknowing, cars. unknowing. Yeah, they stopped doing that around like ten or eleven. But uh, yeah, no, they're then after that he won at like twenty two. So they're they're worth two wins still. I think I looked them up. Uh, like a month ago to see what their worth is and they're like worth 1.7 million or something like that so mm-hmm. they're still they're still sitting on it and they got a lot of publicity and shit yeah see now not being Boston Rob ooh there was uh Tony from uh 28 the Netflix season he was he was real uh devious as well he was the cop uh, oh yeah yeah, the cap. But he made he made bunkers. He made that uh, spy shack in the first season off the back of the, off the back of their hut, and would just hide in this little shit he made, and people would just walk and talk about him, and nobody would know he was there. <coughs> Listen in on a bunch of shit all the time. He was pretty smart. That guy seems like he definitely plant weed on you. <laughs> yeah, I could. Um, who else? <laughs> Ty. There was a Ty who kept uh, Mark the chicken throughout the entire game. Oh yeah, I feel like Ty. Ty he showed back up a couple times. Yeah, there. he had. Yeah, he's been he's been on All Star season since. But yeah. he was he his first season was like thirty two. So mm. I think he's been just in that one and then one after that. But he was a. Uh, he was a good player, and for being an older dude, he handled the physical challenges really well on top of things. He kind of reminds me of a dude I used to work with in at China Garden, where he's just a skinnier, older Asian dude. Yeah. With, uh, oh, they both had similar facial hair, too. But more notable in that uh, duo was Mark the, Mark the Chicken, who... <laughs> that, that whole season in general, they got the chickens to camp, and... Uh, Ty didn't want to keep them cooped up in a little pen thing, so he tied a string to both of their ankles together and then tied a big long string to that string and just let them roam around camp on a leash. And by, like, day 18 or 19, they had killed one of the chickens and Ty cried about it, and then they kind of all felt bad and let him keep the one. And by, like, 18 or 19, the chicken was just off the leash and hung out at camp, and they'd go to challenges and come back, and Mark would be waiting for him on the hammock. And <laughs> every shot, like every shot, would, Ty would be around. Either the chicken would be by his feet, he would be holding it, or it'd be like on his shoulder, like a little parrot. 
Then at the final tribal council, uh, he brought Mark along for the uh, the final votes and everything. And at the end, when oh, they I were, think, yeah, I yeah, when they were walking that, off, yeah. Jeff was like, "So what do you want to?" What do you want to do with Mark? You want to bring him back? And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do that. And he like tries to, I guess, I hate to say toss him over the edge off the thing, but Bird he can flap their wings He down. doesn't even really like toss it over the edge. He just kind of puts it by the edge of the set. Yeah, he kind of sets it over by the edge. And then he, uh, well, he kind of, I don't know. I felt like he had a little bit of a, you can't see what I'm, you can't hear what I'm doing, you know, with me doing a visual thing. But he like maybe sends it that direction a little bit, but mm-hmm. it, just kind of landed back in and plopped down on the on the bot on the on the ground and then they all walked off and mark was just there <laughs> but he lived the fact that it lived and it ended outlasted 17 other survivors yeah that's gotta feel is... well and they killed jeff they killed jeff but kept mark i suppose Mark was never up for any, like, tribal elimination, but he was always up for his life being eliminated. And all the time, people were plotting against Ty, and all the time, the topic was just centered around, I cannot wait until Ty is gone so we can eat that chicken. (laughs) (laughs) It is going to be Mark. And then Sia came on for that reunion and uh, gave Ty a bunch of money because she liked uh, his uh, animal message. Yeah. That was real nice. She came on again last season, too. She liked somebody else's story and uh, gave them some money to help support their life. Yeah, it's just a uh, totally random thing she does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the uh, random benefactor of uh, Survivor. Yep. <laughs> it felt like such. It felt like such a. Jo- you were. I think you were there I for the first it, yeah. one. Yeah. It felt like such a joke when it was happening. Like it was gonna be somebody else under it, but. I was like, oh no, that's actually Sia. Yeah, it's just Sia. That's Sia just Sia. Sia wig. Uh, hey. Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's cool because at first it seemed like it was like, wait, is someone rushing the stage right now? And then, and then it's just like, oh no, this is all very set up. Let's see. Oh, Sia just happened to show up and she happened well, to. Well, it's just a pretty star. I have to imagine people going to those. People like certain people still like like you see a lot of people in the in the crowd. He goes around and talks to, but it various was celebrities. But it was definitely set up. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. Bringing money. Oh yeah. Well, how but, we? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one to walk into a place and just being like, yeah, I'm gonna have this money and not tell security or anybody around that I'm about to whip out a bunch of money on in front of everybody. But don't look at me. I'm see ya. I, I'm definitely not yeah. very identifiable yeah. right now. It's my half black, half white wig. But yeah, anyway, we were, uh, I also, uh, after re-answering the first question, uh, evaded your other question minutes ago. Um, the difference between the islands, I think you were asking at one point. Oh yeah, or Redemption what, what Island. The islands? And, um, what's the difference between, um... Redemption Island and... Exile? Exile. There's a, yeah. Exile Island is at the end of a... Um, usually at the end of a reward challenge, somebody gets sent to Exile Island and just can't participate in what's going on uh, at camp for the next couple days. Hmm. Um, so that usually leaves people out of the loop, out of... Out of uh, 
you know, alliances and stuff like that makes them a little bit easier targets. And then there's also the added, um, there's usually something at Exile Island, like an an idol hanging around or something like that. So you don't want too many people going. So they'll usually pick like one person to just continually send to Exile. But in a lot of cases, they'll be exiled from the vote as well while they're there. In some cases, they're exiled from the vote. Sometimes they're not. Hmm. So it's got it's got equal things. But in some of those Exile Island cases, it ended up being a great stay for them. Cause, oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to go fishing. Yeah. Chill out Sugar, was, Sugar was one of the uh, contestants uh, that got... I think that was uh, Gabon, uh, the other Africa season, mm-hmm. or the second African season. Um, the Exile Island there was... You can either you had two choices, and one you could take luxury, or the other one you could take an idol clue. And she had found the idol right off the bat, so she picked luxury. She had she had luxury every single time she went and stayed in like a nice gazebo with a hammock and a <laughs> bunch of food all the time and a bowl full of fruit and no, it was a, so you know her nineteen like nineteen of her days were. Just easy. Just easy, yeah. I mean, living alone, though. Still being completely alone, but yeah, aside like no, from camera crew. Yeah, no books and anything. But, yeah, you're just kind of stuck there with your with your thoughts on that one. Um, uh, Redemption Island is where contestants get voted off for the ability to eventually come back. Mm. Um, so you get voted out at the at Tribal Council, and then you go to Redemption Island, and at the beginning of each episode, you face off against one or two other uh, contestants who are also voted off for the ability to stay on Redemption Island. And then when it gets to, like, merge point... Um, there's a final one, and the winner of that gets to come back in the game. Mm-hmm. And then that happens again where they keep going to Redemption Island, and then it happens at, like, five people that the final person gets to come back. And in those cases, that's kind of a cheap one because those people have never done well. No matter what Redemption Island, people always get voted off first because they, they, the, they got themselves voted off initially, and... Yeah. Unless and then, then they're out of the game, out of the loop, out of act, the fucking every right, all the right. social shit. That's they're really completely happening. exactly, exactly. They're only hearing hearsay, like it's and it's like at that point, it's it's very easy to just be like, yeah, we're everyone's gonna lie to you. Mm. So it was kind of a, the Redemption Island episodes were arguably the worst episodes mm. of the show. So, Ooh. Ooh. which I don't know. That's still that's I feel like that's. Uh, Comparing, like, an 8.2 to an 8.8 from the, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's, they're not far off from good episodes. Hmm. I'm not saying the best are 8.8s, but I'm saying the middle of the row is probably, like, there. And if that's the case, then I would say the worst ones are probably still in the 8 realm. You see, I'd say middle of the road would be about a 5. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. But, I mean, they're still all good. Like, I've really enjoyed... I've been enjoying... Like, these seasons I went into fearing I wouldn't like, I've still ultimately... Liked. Yeah, liked and have had good moments throughout. There's also Ghost Island now, which just happened in the last one and might be a thing again, I hear. Um, What's that? Ghost Island is where uh, you go and... uh, 
they cracked an urn of the person who would go to Ghost Island. It was like an exile island situation, but you'd crack an urn and either to get nothing or get to play a challenge to win a advantage hmm. and or an idol or whatever. Yeah. But uh, that was interesting because that brought relics from past games back in like all of the snuff tor all the snuffs uh or torch snuffers were there hanging around and uh mm -hmm. past fake relics that or fake idols that had been made were uh you were actual idols and idols that were misplayed came back the entire immunity necklace uh for the game like when you win an immunity challenge was there for uh season 16 when Eric gave it to Parvati and then all the girls voted him off that that very <laughs> that that tribal, that tribal. yeah he was trying to save his little alliance and the two that he was trying to save were secretly plotting with the two that they were against uh Parvati Yeah, it's been a wild ride. Um, there's so there's too many memorable people and fucking situations that had happened to even. It's hard to scratch the surface at them all. It's like walking into a music shop and remembering what album you or know, what bands you like. You know who we haven't talked about? Who I could talk about for a little while? Hmm. I think it's uh, he's the guy with the, the tie-dye shirt that stole all the people's shoes. In the oh, shit. I forgot about uh, Rupert. Rupert, yes. yeah. No, Ru look, yeah, Rupert. I could talk about Rupert. Rupert was cool, but Rupert suffers from uh, old school syndrome where he's got a really tough time plotting and not being out in the open and too... Just being honest with people. Being like, too honest and upfront with people and... <laughs> Being too emotional about when things happen and kind of wearing, I hate to say wearing his heart on his sleeve, but constantly playing mean, that kind of a game. You mean Rupert, the man who was so angry when the the tip of the harpoon got lost? Yeah. And then spent the rest of the day sulking about it? Not just sulking about it, but then just gr like grid searching the, the oh, yeah, old code yeah. for it. No, he's... he's and he's had a lot of ups and downs along the way, too, in other senses of saying that he's, like, I, I think in his, uh, the season, the first season he came back, uh, it was All-Stars, uh, they had to build, the, they had to compete and build, like, their shelters right off the bat, and it was, uh, whoever built the best shelter off the first whatever, got reward and mm -hmm. he built an awful shelter and it was on the beach in the sand and he like dug a pit down and then built a little roof over the top and then the tide came in and just washed all their shit out and it was bad it was really bad but yeah. when the built when the building inspector guy came around and looked at all the different ones like one one group made an awesome like treehouse place and the other guys made a really sturdy looking like you could, he could like jump inside of it, and mm -hmm. then he got to the beach, and he was just like, "Oh shit, this is bad." And he like pulled Jeff aside and like talked to Jeff about it. He was like, oh, "Okay, this is this is not going over well. This is deadly." And everybody else was just like, "This is bullshit." Oh my god, this is bullshit. Rupert's not letting us have a word in on this one. So he's 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 on both ends of that spectrum. Mm -hmm. But he man, he was fun to watch in season seven. 
Him stealing everybody's shoes was oh God, that was so good. Was, a, was the best first episode moment out of any of them. And like nothing came of it. Nobody, no yeah, nobody noticed, and uh, nothing, yeah, nothing. He was he was resting, and the they were all that was they were in Panama City, and that first one you got all of your supplies by going into town and yeah. bartering what shit you had on you at the moment for it. Like I think they gave. <laughs> Didn't they give you some cash, but, like... They might have given you a, a hand of something, <laughs> but... I feel like they were all bartering, like, their shoes off and their jewelry and all the that shirt, kind the, of the, shit. The shirt off their yeah, back. Yeah, literally, literally trading that shit. And, uh... Yeah, so Rupert grabbed all yeah, the shoes. Yeah, Rupert came back to rest, and they had they, all their personal... Because that was what it was. They had all their personal, uh, their comfort items and their backpack of shit, and yeah. he... And they were going and pawning that stuff off. And, uh, yeah, they came back and he, all the shoes were sitting there for the other team. He was like, shit, dude, I'm taking these. This is the pirate season. We're gonna... Yeah. I gotta, oh, yeah, I gotta do the, the pirate. pirate uh, Those Cook what, Islands. What would a pirate do? And he went off and... He also had Sandra on his, on his side for that. And Sandra speaks Spanish, so she was doing... Mm-hmm. She was... Just oh my god, dude, that was... Literally talking to everyone, and she found, like, a street barbecue happening, and went and got, like, all Everything. their chickens I will and give all you all food, this for... And it was, like, giving them... Like, she gave them some jewelry. I think she had a gold necklace, and she, like, gave them a gold necklace or something. Yeah, like and she was, like, all this food, every basically everything all of your here utensils. except for your grill. Yeah, <laughs> can I have all of it? <laughs> yeah, it worked out really well, and then Rupert, on top of it, had extra shoes, which he pawned off for, like, watermelons and some pineapples and little bullshit like that, but still... Yeah. Still, you took away from the other tribe and you added to yours. Oh, the, there, there was also a great, like, counterpoint to that where the other team had a girl who was just like, no, I don't want to pay that. No. Okay, no, then I, I'm taking this. No, I, and oh, I'm yeah. paying you this. And they're just like, no, they, you're stealing this, that you are stealing this. And she was just like, no, I know, I, I'm not paying that. No. No, 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 it's yeah. like the most. In I don't understand what you are saying. That was rough. That was. That's <sighs> uh, great. It's like they really lucked out with having someone who spoke Spanish. There was the fucking stick. I got to bring up the fucking stick because that was one the of the fucking best stick, here. huh? Yeah, uh, in fans versus favorites, that was another sixteen uh, season sixteen blunder. Aside from Eric uh, giving away his immunity necklace uh, earlier in the game. Um, there was an alliance with, uh, I can't remember the dude's name, but Ozzy found an immunity idol and then made a fake one on the fly, which was literally just carving like a couple lines into a stick or something like that and wrapped it up in the cloth and added the little note and, uh, buried it. And somebody found it and was like, that can't be, or I don't even think he had the note. I think it was just buried in a cloth. Cause no, at that I point think... it was, it wasn't real clear yet as to the full structure of, I feel like how stuff was I going on, but he found the stick. It was and... the person found the stick and was just like, this is it. This is it. This is totally it. Well, yeah. Cause it was, it was but it was wrapped in the cloth at yeah. least. Like it was hidden that way. I just don't remember if the note was attached or not. Mm. But, uh, yeah, he's like, this is, I remember him being like, this is weird, but I mean, I think it's it's all in the stuff. It's got to be. This is it. And, and then, like, he believed in it, and then he went to Eliza, the uh, the the favorite, who 
was he's like, I got this immunity idol. She's like, okay, let me see it, let me see it. And she like pulls it out and she's like, that's not an idol. And I was like, what do you mean it's not an idol? No, it's a fucking stick. Oh, what a great, that was but the fucking best. And then they she, played it anyway. Yeah, she, she played is, it she anyway. still desperate enough Just to play. Just in case. Yeah. Well, you have nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen a clip of that, and Jeff's just like, this is just a stick. In Ghost Island, that uh, stick came back and got played correctly. It, got, it became an idol and yeah. got played. I was said that none of, uh, there's a lot of uh, fake idols that, unless they got too destroyed by the fire when Jeff threw them away, um, could make another could make an appearance if they do Ghost Island. Because I feel like the, I... In the just list I was reading, it said introduced Ghost Island, so by that I have to assume there's another one. Otherwise, they probably just can make another idol. But, uh, yeah, and just depict it yeah. the same way. They have a bunch of footage of it. They probably yeah, have design yeah. documents. I'm sure, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, those were... Yeah, there's a, well, the, what I was getting at was there's a physics teacher in uh, the Gabon season who made some really impressive fake idols, as well as uh, David made the one in the coconut that the coconut. was a good win. Yeah, that season, all the idols were hidden in normal shit with a little symbol painted on them, like usually your tribe symbol. Mm-hmm. And he found an idol and then kept the paper and made a really good necklace and wrapped it up and then put it in this coconut he like bored a hole into the top of and then use some banana leaves to stencil a little symbol that you could paint onto it and hit it and his uh, nemesis found it and played it and it wasn't anything and got him voted out. That's awesome. That's the shit you watch for. Uh, There's been a lot of those moments. Everybody getting idols played on them, and the the vote coming through, and nobody, there's no votes. Just all of the people who were voted for have hidden immunity idols on. So now it becomes a revote where none of the people with idols are available to be voted for anymore, and some other shit. And it's gonna come down to these. It was ah, a lot of weird. Who can make fire first? Shit like that. Yeah. Oh God, fire breaking challenges. Now it's on the final four. It just is a fire making challenge. It's not even a vote anymore for at four. Damn. The vote becomes the person who wins immunity gets to at that tribal council gets to choose what person comes to the end with them, and the other two automatically defer to fire. Okay. Which I don't love, but I don't hate either. Yeah, it's not the worst. It kind of proves that they've earned their way in some form. Rather than, like, I feel like Jeff doesn't like goats, and he's trying to create that not goat sitting in the end type situation so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people don't, because if you're going to have it be a final three, you want it to be like... And there's a lot of just mean shit that gets <laughs> when goats are, like, at goats during the final it's a lot of mean comments about You're just here. you are worthless. You are a you've done literally nothing. You came out here and you just sat on your ass and did nothing. And just a lot of people really kind of <clears> lay <throat> into goats sometimes at the end. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. you just wanted to be mean. At least, at least you guys just skipped her. But the two of you that talked to her or him, but 
there's a couple memorable ones in particular that were a little painful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's uh, been 37 seasons of uh, Survivor. In about 30 minutes. Ah, down on the Or your uh, podcast is free. Yeah. Yeah. So my hope, oh, yeah. I guess, at yeah, this point. Yeah, we're charging point, for podcast now. Yeah, we are. So two weeks, maybe finish this. I don't know. I could finish in a week, I feel like. <laughs> I'm, 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 I stepped back onto it a little bit you said, in the last day or two. You, you said finish. But I really, I, I really would like to finish 40 seasons in less than 80 days. Hey, hey Eric. You said finish again. Like ejaculating. Mm. Well... <laughs> Oh, that's where we're going to end it? Okay. Yeah. We'll see you on the next next one. On the next one. Swamp Things I Hate About You is now available on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And remember, only dumb kids dream.